0: The Philippe Matthews Show at the PM Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen. Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different, he simply asks questions that make a difference. latest edition of the Philippe Matthew Show, and watch your life grow. Hey, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, live on the Philippe Matthew Show. I've got her back. Uh, Dr. Meg uh, Blackburn-Losie is with me today to talk about consciousness, 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 uh, and, and of course, evolution. Of course, you know she's the author of nine books, including the recently uh, released The Children of Now Evolution um, she's an advocate of the uh, children of now and describes them as our very special new generation who innately remain connected, remains connected to the infinite. Welcome back, my dear.
1: Thanks so much, Philippe. It's great to be back. Hi, everyone. I love you. <laughs> I
0: love talking to you, too, uh, as <laughs> and, and you can tell. and and, uh, and my favorite topic, of course, is consciousness. Um, and there was a lot of people who, who, who are really interested in this, in, in this topic and are understanding it deeper. Uh, and nobody on the planet is better suited to talk about it than you because, uh, you have literally traveled all over the world, um, uh, you know, researching, uh, deeply experiencing and teaching, um, various different levels, uh, of reaching consciousness. For those who, Um, would just like to know what is your uh, definition of consciousness
1: consciousness is completely separate from our thinking self our our brain fires on electricity consciousness is electromagnetic in nature and it's not limited to time or space or any kind of boundaries and it's in every cell of our body but at the same time it's connected with the infinite When our brain is too busy and making a lot of electricity, as it does every day of our lives, and we haven't learned how to quiet it yet, we're not aware of our higher nature, which is really like being online (laughs) 24-7. Wow,
0: I like that. I like that a lot. I like that. Now, you've traveled a lot. I mean, a lot. (laughs) And you've traveled to a lot of sacred sites, Yeah, literally all over the world. Um, what's your observation of those sacred sites, and what makes the site sacred?
1: Well, I'll have to preface this a little bit, if it's okay, um, sure. because otherwise it won't make nearly as much sense. Some years ago, I went through what a lot of people call a dark night of the soul. Everything in my life that meant anything or I thought was anything that I had created literally fell apart over a period of about two weeks. And I woke up one morning on my friend's couch. Home wasn't safe. Work wasn't okay. There was nowhere to go. And I was really just sobbing and hadn't been dreaming that I remember. I mean, I have no point of reference for why I was so distraught.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: I said, okay, self, I'm very (laughs) self-aware. And I said, okay, self, we're going to just lay right here until... We get this, and I always say we, and there's a reason for that, now I know. Um, And so as I laid there and I looked at everything that was going on, and all of that, any one of those things was a major life change, and it Mm -hmm. was all happening to me at once. And as I looked at all of it, what I realized was two things. First of all, I didn't like me very much, and that was because, second of all, I was living my life based on what I thought everybody thought I should be and I didn't know who I was anymore Mm -hmm. I was living one lie after another um, based on my own belief system my own needs and wants and desires and I made myself a promise that day and that promise was from this moment forward I am going to be brutally honest with myself no matter what Mm. and and I got to tell you Philippe that was hard
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you don't realize how many times a day you bs yourself so that you believe that everything's fine when in fact it's not you know someone insults you and you privately think they didn't really mean that Mm -hmm. you know your Mm -hmm. feelings are hurt but you cover it up you put it under the rug and you keep going well i didn't do that i owned it and i spoke to people, you know, if they said things and it wasn't okay, I told them so. And that was very empowering. It was terrifying, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I, I started to be honest with everyone about everything, only in a way that was really comfortable because what I found out was the more honest I got, the less defended I became. And the less defended I became, the more open I got. And as I started to get open and more relaxed in my own being, something amazing started to happen. I had always been intuitive. I had always just known things. I had always had a sense of there was something innate in me uh, that regarded healing, but I didn't know what that was about. And all of a sudden, as I relaxed, things started crashing in i started to know things i started to feel energy so intensely that i thought i would explode and this went on every day and every day something new happened and i knew more i felt more and i i got desperate i was sitting in my chair one morning having my coffee and i i just could hardly stand myself i was it was like being plugged into something
2: really mm-hmm. immense
1: and i I put on some music and I got up and I started to move and I put the energy in my hands and I started to follow it and I started to let it dictate to me. I just relaxed and I just followed the energy and it started to move and I started to get more comfortable and then I started to see it and that was kind of cool and I'm kind of a spiritual smartass and the day that I started seeing it in color it was like, oh, okay, so what? What am I supposed to do with all of this? Somebody show me. And and I did this every morning and one day I said that so passionately with so much humility all of a sudden standing in my living room in front of me was the most beautiful being I had ever seen and he was just emanating light, and I jumped straight up and straight back, and he disappeared. And I was like, oh, my God, I blew it. I've been begging and begging for help, and I I, I blew it. And so I quickly got back into what I call my space, got back into my center, Mm -hmm. and there he was. And first, I didn't realize until three years later when I was repeating this story that, he hadn't gone anywhere I had when I got tense when i my mind started racing a thousand miles an hour. What's going on? I wasn't afraid. I was curious,
2: mm-hmm. so
1: when I got back into my space and he was there, he started to move like I had been moving, but when he did, the energy did different things. it took shape, it changed form and color and did amazing things, and so I started to mimic him and As I did, I felt changes in my body, and I realized that this was transmuting energy and wow. And over time, every morning, I made myself available and every morning, there he was and Over time, there were a series of them. It was like I would get to a certain point in my Cosmic education is what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like and I would kind of graduate and then a new one would come and teach me a whole other more advanced set of things. And all of it involved sacred geometry. Mm-hmm. All of it involved, I mean, one day I I found myself sitting in the middle of the moment of creation. They would take me out of body to places and show me things healing and, and astrological events and interdimensional events and it was unbelievable and it sounds crazy but you know what weird is wonderful and i'm staying with that That's my story. Okay. Um, so over time one morning um i was thinking about two different people that i knew that were having really bad medical problems Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I saw their bodies floating in the air in front of me and turning in a slow circle and the energy that I had been working with with these guys I call them masters I don't know what I never asked Um, it wasn't important I knew that if I didn't stay really clear that they would go away so I just watched and, and learned and I found myself sitting in the middle of creation one morning and They showed me that in our beginning, and they said that it wasn't the only one. There had been many, Mm -hmm. that this is what happened, and there was this, this huge, big darkness, but it was alive, and it was moving and pulsing, and as it did, inside of it, There was a frictional response, and in that frictional response, like static electricity happened, and light, sparks of light happened, and when the sparks of light happened, they made more happen, and -hmm. what I realized was that when energy is expended, it is also created, and that was this huge moment for me, and as the as the energy was created it pushed the darkness in larger and larger until finally the darkness caved in on all of the light and the light was dispersed this is my version of genesis <laughs> mm, I, <like laughs> I actually it. sat there and watched it and as the light traveled, it remembered. Light records. We use it in fiber optics and a lot of other technologies these days. And light actually remembers information. So from the very moment of creation, you know, in our beginning, the light as it was dispersed, what, like recorded everything it experienced as it was catapulted outward in every mm-hmm. direction. And over time, and it wasn't a long time, it began to slow down. And there's a principle in physics where everything must find its natural order. Mm
2: -hmm. That also
1: applies to light. And as the light found its natural order, the first thing it did was to organize into a four-sided pyramid. And that pyramid was the first organized expression of consciousness in creation. Well, then, as, as more organization began to take place, those pyramids began to form into octahedrons and not point-to-point pyramids like a lot of people think, but like a round ball with eight sides, each, each one containing eight of these four-sided pyramids. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately became the first manifested individualized consciousness because each one of those particles actually had the remembering of everything that all of the light within it had experienced since that beginning when the light was dispersed. Those started to organize by opposite polarities. You know, when you turn magnets one way, they attract. You mm-hmm. turn them the other way, they it's the opposite. Well, because they arranged by opposite polarity, they left empty spaces between all of them. So the fabric of creation is made of these, I call them the particulates, these octahedronal-shaped individualized uh, little beings of consciousness, we could say. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: in those empty spaces is where all of our consciousness, our prayers, any expression of energy that we make, our words, our actions, our thoughts, everything travels through those empty spaces and communicates with those particulates and those particulates literally will rearrange their ordering in in place. They they roll over basically, mm-hmm. and that creates a new reality. So that's the kind of the basic nutshell version of how it's all put together. So then I started to travel and go to all of these different sites, and I mean all over the place.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't
1: even begin to tell you the pyramids and Teotihuacan mm-hmm. and Egypt and. In Bosnia, they've discovered a site that is quite interesting, um, a lot of conflict about whether it's actually a pyramid site or not. I believe it is. It's just older, and it hasn't been touched, so it's still alive, Mm. and the energy is still working in there in the way that the other sites used to work, so I've been able to go and explore that firsthand and at length, and... What I came to realize, I was walking across the square in Agua Caliente after being at Machu Picchu um, for several days, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh, my God. They've been looking at these sites all wrong. The scientists are really interested in how Pi applies, how how um, the sites are aligned with certain star systems, um, the Pleiades, Orion, Sirius. Um, And all of the sites are aligned with not magnetic north, but cosmic north.
2: Mm -hmm. And cosmic
1: north has changed over the millennia. So the sites, you can tell how old the sites are based upon which magnetic north they were aligned to. Mm -hmm. And it's unfailing across the planet. Every single site has the same information built into it no matter how its layout may seem to be different mm. all of the parts are there and what's fascinating is the most powerful sites are built with as what four-sided pyramids mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and and those four-sided pyramids use the planet as a battery for energy and expanded the energy in the time they were built for different reasons. So what I realized was that, wait a minute, the ancients actually left a roadmap across our world through different millennia telling us who we are, how we're made, how creation is made, and how it all applies to us and consciousness. And that was a moment that just... Nearly knocked not me in the dirt when I realized mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I realized what the masters had been showing me and what I was seeing in 3D hard reality on our planet. And so I started to play with the geometries based on what I had learned and what I was seeing, and I realized that literally these were roadmaps that were left by the ancients and used at the time to enhance their awareness. Because we had over time, we started out knowing all of this, but over time we started to evolve, we started to migrate, and in those migrations, language developed, and then, as language developed, reason developed, and as reason developed, so did the ego
0: am mm-hmm. i getting
1: an am I getting enough? um furs for my shelf, you know, yes, and, and yes, yes. subtleties developed. And so the brain got more complex. And as it did, we lost our ability to be connected with creation all of the time. But the truth is, we are hardwired into creation as an actual aspect of the living one. Now, some people call this God. Some people call this the creator. Some people call it the 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 uh, one consciousness there's so many names for it, but the truth is it's all the same
0: mm it absolutely is
1: it is and and we're we're hardwired we're part of that we're made of those particles absolutely. and what's real yeah what's really cool is because of that creation is is in a constant state of evolution because it's learning mm-hmm. and it's and it's changing, and as it does, it's telling us all of that. And all of that information is flowing through us, and as we have our lives, we're communicating all of the all of what happens to creation, and creation reorders in order to give us what we're asking for or to give us what we're putting out so mm-hmm. what that whole what goes around comes around thing it it's a fact creation listens and and so this is kind of how i got there and and what i started to see and the reason that the sites are built in the places that they are and you'll find that when you go to places particularly like um i egypt is a good example uh the temple of dendera has several other temples underneath it and you'll find that in in many cases in the uk a lot of the the most sacred sites and churches are built on older sites, and you'll find that that that's true everywhere. And the reason is that because they, they've, they used intersections of the ley lines. You know, we have a meridian system in our body that carries energy all through our body and regenerates us and clarifies our systems and heals us. Mm-hmm. And, and gives us information at the same time. Well, the Earth has its own set, and we call those ley lines. And the ley lines intersect in certain places, and those are high energy power points where information from all over the planet comes together in a single spot. And that's where these sites are built. And so, knowing that, and knowing that as these sites are built on these on these intersections, and the energy is expanded. What it does is it gives people that go there the opportunity to expand their own nature, and and really open to energies. They were used for initiations in many ways to help people open to themselves to their higher nature because we had forgotten how. But somehow that tech, those sites were left for us. So that we would remember what to do and how to get
0: there, mm, Fascinating a blueprint, stuff. yeah, absolutely to to get back to self and to get reconnected back to source
1: yeah we we're always connected, we just didn't remember it,
0: mhm, mhm, I remember years ago talking to Deepak about that very same thing he said this is just a massive of uh, a uh, uh, memory loss uh yeah. we've just forgot where we come from and what what we're connected to, but the the source is always there to reconnect us.
1: That's right, and this is how. And and wow. the rest is illusion that we created because we didn't know any better. Mm,
2: you know, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we got a brain and an ego that lie like heck and, and, and distract us, and we get afraid, and we make up stories so that we feel okay, and then we get more lost but nowadays because the energies are changing um dimensional things events are happening um there've been a lot of astronomical things happen over the past years um the the energetic setup is different and what's happening is we're waking up again and mm-hmm. we're starting to remember those parts of ourselves there is a cycle that the mayans depicted beautifully in their calendar and it's about 26,000 years. I'm not giving you the exact number because it's a really long <laughs> calculation, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: but we go through dark periods where we don't remember things, and then we slowly start to come out of them, and during those dark periods, we have times like the Inquisitions and the Crusades and times where we don't even value each other. And and horrible things we do horrible things to each other
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: we evolve back out of that and it's a cycle that continuously happens and when you watch the geometry you look at how that cycle is made what you get in the point of enlightenment which is where we are now in that cycle is a torus and a torus is the most perfect form of sacred geometry it's like a donut and when, and it has polarities, it has positive polarity and negative polarity just like everything else in creation. Mm. And energy runs up the walls, over the top, down and through the hole of that donut like a waterfall and then comes back around again. And it constantly does that. Each of us lives within one of those, that's, that's ours that is hardwired into creation. Everything in creation is toroid. Our sun works in a toroid fashion. our universe, our earth I mean everything if you start to track how the geometry fits in our world and how everything operates, mm-hmm. it's all based on this toroid form and it's it's mind blowing when you sit down and really look at the connections and how we fit. And how our messages get out and how powerful we are and how integral we are in all of creation. Do you know that if any one of us were to just all of a sudden disappear and stop being, creation would implode? Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Because
1: we hold a space that is that important, each of us. And Mm -hmm. even though we seem insignificant, we're quite the opposite. We're immensely powerful because we're directing reality. We are part of the entirety of the consciousness of the one. So when we send messages into it, it responds. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Why do you think so many people, um, you think there's something going on right now? There are a lot of people that are uh, really uh, waking up. Uh, um, and and uh removing themselves, shedding the layers of traditional thought traditional uh religion moving into a almost a more mystical um search uh and perspective in life what what do you think that what do you think attributes to that
1: Here's the deal a lot of us. In our generation, I'll just say, and I won't say which generation that is, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of us had abilities that nobody else seemed to understand or be aware of, and we were shamed for them or laughed at for them. We knew things. We we understood things. Um, there were so many of us that in in the preceding generation that had things that i call us the bridge generation mm-hmm. and we as we got older and our lives became our own and we were on our own journeys outside of somebody else telling us what who we are and what to do we many many of us started to explore that part of ourselves
2: mm-hmm. and
1: as we did we contributed to the common consciousness because we do that we were beginning to understand who we were. And as more and more of us did that, we created what many people call a shift in reality. And in that shift, a lot of people want to say it happened at the moment of the planetary alignment in 2012. That was the crux of it. That was the pinnacle of the shift. It actually started years before that. But what happened is we have become basically rewired energetically in a way that we are able to access those parts of ourselves that we had forgotten.
2: Mm-hmm. So a
1: lot mm-hmm. of people all of a sudden are beginning to know things. And my message to you, if you're listening and you're one of those people, don't be afraid. It's who we've always been.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and it's part of our natural senses. It's our seventh sense. We just didn't realize we had it. So it doesn't mean that you're more important or more powerful than anyone else. It just means that you're remembering who you've always been.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I like that.
1: Yeah, because so many people, two things happen it polarizes. People get really afraid and think there's something wrong with them. And I'm here to tell you that you're beautiful and you're, and you're remembering what amazing infinite possibilities are available to you. And if, if you're, if you're thinking that this makes you some all-powerful separate thing from everybody else, that's your ego talking. And what's really going on is we're all starting to work from a common consciousness. Mm -hmm. and the Masters told me in the beginning when we were doing all of those beautiful things together, they said, you're not the only one we're teaching. And Mm -hmm. I humbly accepted that and realized that, and they said, there will come a day when you will start meeting each other and everyone will begin to understand. And I know with everything that I am that that's what's going on now is is that we have subconsciously been understanding a lot but didn't really get it, but now we're starting to. And as that happens, our bodies are changing. You know, our DNA is directly wired to our consciousness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people talk about 12-strand DNA and that kind of thing. Well, that's really not what's going on. Um, there are basically 12 dimensions and we have an aspect of us, ourselves, in each dimension having experiences on a different timeline. So that's where that comes from. Somebody misunderstood what they were picking up. But our DNA has a light field just like we humans do. And now in laboratories it's measurable. Our light that we expend as we live is me- is scientifically measurable. Well, our DNA has a little tiny light field and we have billions of DNA strands in us. And each one of those has its own field. And the higher we allow ourselves to go into consciousness, the more and more we become aware and awake, as a lot of people say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The larger those light fields are that are expended from our DNA. And there there is a way that we can reach a certain level of consciousness, which everyone calls ascension level, that our consciousness and our bodies unify because the fields in our DNA get so large that we become one consciousness and not a physicalness anymore, at least in energetically. Mm-hmm. And we can literally go back to our source and experience being light again and then bring that back to our world and walk that light on our planet in, in a way that we're literally contagious because we exchange energy when we interact with each other. Even if we just walk by, we exchange, we become part of each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we never know how we're affecting each other. So we really need to be intentional about how we live and how we walk the earth. Because we're constantly evolving, and in every split second, there isn't a word for how fast and how how often we are constantly being changed physically and and consciously. So it's it's absolutely phenomenally magical how we interrelate with everything and didn't even know it.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: ancients mm-hmm. told us. The ancients left us everything we needed.
0: Unbelievable. Talk to me about the three uh, levels of mamma consciousness.
1: One of the things that I learned, and this was when I was working with the masters, is when I first started to open so that I was able to interact with them,
2: Mm -hmm. the
1: first thing I noticed was that information was coming into the back of my head. A lot of people say they get their intuitive stuff from the back. Back of their head, near their occipital area, the, where those mm-hmm. two bones are. And then uh, up at the crown, there's another that, well, at the back of the head, I call that the, initia- the initiation. That's where you start to s- kind of see things out of the corner of your eye. You know who's calling on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. things like that Our sixth sense and then when it's really following a spiral which again we find in the sacred sites and we find in sacred geometry all energy moves in a spiral nature and the 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 spiral that's depicted by this fibonacci sequence actually um the fibonacci sequence just briefly is a mathematic uh formula that can be pictorially represented as a spiral mm. we have that in our head The outside, the end of the spiral, is at that same place where our sixth sense kicks in. Mm -hmm. And if you follow it up around the top of the head, the second place, the arc of the spiral, is the communion space. That is the second level of gamma consciousness. The occipital is the first. At the communion space, State of consciousness where you're literally working from your crown and connecting into creation you can connect with any level of reality that there is and that's where i was when the first master popped into my living room and startled the heck out of me Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and as i began to open more and more and more what i realized was that that spiral came around into the center of my brain crossed the pituitary the hypothalamus and circled around the pineal gland and when you reach that level of consciousness that's ascension level Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: when i got to that point i was no longer aware of my body and i was aware of everything and yet aware of myself but there were no boundaries there was no body there was nothing but absolute bliss and light and i realized that that was the ascension level that everybody was trying to reach
2: mhm
1: and so i started to write about it <laughs> and i started to teach um uh, about these things and teach people how to get there and use these things to uh, to create whatever life they want you know because when you follow this consciousness the the higher you get the more your DNA responds. And what happened when I reached that moment of consciousness was a unification of the consciousness in my body and in my, in my DNA strands, which is our coding, and, and my free consciousness, which is online 24-7. And, mm-hmm. but I was, but I was able to come back. And, and so what I realized was, gosh, we have the power of creation inside of us and we can intentionally and willfully and humbly it takes pure humility to get there go back home anytime we want and bring that back to this world and change it
2: Mhm. Mhm.
1: but the very cool thing is when two or more of us do this together or just work together consciously the consciousness is expanded exponentially in a way that is unbelievable we've heard that before. It was written in a book that a lot of people live their lives by when two or more are gathered.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> things change
1: Absolutely. I'm paraphrasing sure. sure. but but so when we work in groups as a common consciousness. If we can do it in a way that we don't each put our perception of what our intended outcome looks like and we just project an end result and see ourselves living in that, we can create anything we want together. We can change the entirety of creation and we can change how everything on our planet is going. And no, well, this is I'm what not... you talk
0: about. You've called this common consciousness. Is that one of the terms yes. that you use? Yeah, common consciousness. Yeah. So We can change our 3D world, if you will.
1: Yes, we can and we do. And I'm not I'm not some wingnut that, that that's out here trying to say No, us. you're not. You know, <laughs> I have I have studied so deeply with this and experienced it and you know, I I told you aside um we had some tech issues the other day and I I told you after um when we were finished that I and this has been the case all along whenever I publish something or start to make it public science catches up a little while later
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
1: I have seen this so many times that I do not question what's happening what I question it I always question, okay, I don't say who, what, where, how, or why. I just say, show me. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) Because mm -hmm. needing to know kicks in the brain, and we don't want that to happen. But the first book I published was um, uh, my first attempt at putting this information out in the world. It it was called Pyramids of Light. And And I had illustrations of how all of this is put together, how it works. Eight months later, the cover of Science magazine had the exact same graphics that I had put in my book Mm. on the cover and explained how reality was created and showed it geometrically. I nearly fell over. And ever since then, um, I've learned that science is slowly catching up with us. And there's going to be a moment in time where science really gets, well, all of us wing nuts out here have been talking about,
2: <laughs> and
1: they're going to realize the the power of creation. I just hope that when it all catches up, it's used in a way that's for the greater good, and not tried to be, you know, used for things otherwise. Because we can have the most beautiful world, and knowing that we have we're not powerless and we're not mm-hmm. singular we're not aside there's no duality we're not separate we are a marriage of humanity and divinity and we are walking that in our lives every day so it's it's really important to know that because then we don't feel powerless mm-hmm. and then we you know then we know that all we need to do is imagine something and it's already true.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and there will come a moment in time where we in that imagining will intersect if we leave it alone and let creation draw from the infinite possibilities that are available to us. We can do anything. And I've played with that and I, I've I've seen how it works and I know how true it is. And we as human beings... Can operate as aspects of the living one, of God, of creator, whatever you want to call it. We are aspects of that. None of it, none of us can be that in its Mm -hmm. entirety.
2: Mm -hmm. But
1: we can operate as that by using this format to create whatever reality we choose.
0: I would have to ask this, and that is, what can people begin doing because that 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 are resonating with this message and resonating with this understanding of consciousness and are beginning to uh, move into their uh, own personal levels of enlightenment and, uh, and engagement with the One. What are there? I know you do. uh uh, you know, sacred site workshops, boot camps, retreats—literally, <laughs> every, I mean, in, in, in every in every aspect. You do one-on-one coaching and all that. What are some of the things that 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 you offer for people who want to uh, have a teacher, a coach, a mentor? You know, uh, uh, to to help walk them through a, a process that you have. Uh, already gone through and are continuing to evolve and go through. What what, what are some of those things that 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 you offer uh, on your calendar uh, and uh, 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 with your coaching that you can really that people can really uh, uh, ascribe to?
1: You're so sweet. Thank you. I you know I love what I do, Philippe, and and I. I
0: never would have guessed that, Doctor Meg. I never <laughs> would have guessed that, talking to you No, of course you love. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why we love you.
1: Thanks. I've never felt that having this awareness is something that's mine to keep. I've always felt that I I have it to share because we all have a piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And excuse me. As a result of that, and and taking groups to these different sites, I've gotten really wired in with indigenous people all over the place, and Mm. we speak the same thing. You can go to the Amazon, or you can go to Egypt, or you can go to the UK, or you can go anywhere, and, or, or Mexico, and you talk to the, the medicine people, the shamans, the indigenous people, and they will tell you exactly what I have just told you. And they have gotten it in their ways, in their traditions, in their ceremonies, and, and that. And so one of the things that I do is I take groups to different sites with with indigenous masters is what I call them um who are the the greatest at what that area offers and for instance this year in December I'm doing um a group trip to Guatemala where I haven't been before and I'm so excited because I'm working with Mayan elders, uh, Grandmother Elizabeth and Don Alejandro, who is the, uh, master of all of the Mayans, and I'm so humbled to be able to have them work with, have me work with them, actually. Um and I work in, in Peru with the Incan shamans and in Icaros the there, and, mm. So watch my um, my website schedule. It's spirit, and, um, spirit dot com, And I'm only doing one trip this year, yeah, um, because some things came up. But normally I do two a year. And the other thing that I'm doing, and this is boot camp um, grad style. <laughs> I start at the <laughs> beginning, and I take you to Total Mastery if you want to go there. And it's my Touching the Light program. It's a year-long certification program and I, and I teach you to do healing work. But I also teach you how to get into the places that I'm, I, we've been talking about. And I, and I teach you how to, uh, walk the earth with this and also how to create the kind of life you want. I mean, you can change anything with, uh, with a flash of a thought. And I teach the how how to apply this by literally working from within someone else's field, standing inside of their field, and directing healing and change that can do amazing things. Uh, I I've seen tumors disappear. I've seen people that were really sick get totally well. I've seen their entire lives change. I mean, it applies to everything. It's completely holistic. And um this year's classes start the end of this month and there's a separate website for that called Touching The Light L I G H T dot org. Um and it's out here at my ranch this year. I've been in no, Atlanta here. every year for um several years and this is year five, we're a well established program and a and a building community and my practitioners all interact with each other and um, it's a multi level program all the way up to instructor level, and I turn my instructors loose once they learn i totally trust them and
0: um
1: it, everybody supports each other so it's a it's a really good program
0: absolutely unbelievable i i this is that's so exciting so spirit light l i t e spiritlight dot com is where people can go
1: that's my main uh, to, site
0: uh-huh to, uh, to to learn how to get involved uh with you and uh to be at uh, that Guatemala uh, trip sounds amazing
1: i can't wait oh my gosh yeah. i'm so how honored. long is it it's um december 1st through it's not quite 2 weeks i think it's about 12 days wow
0: yeah wow that's amazing and we're going to
1: be hitting some pretty powerful places when we're there. There's a there's a really nice flyer um, available on the, on my schedule on SpiritLight.com. You can pull up, and uh, all the details are there.
0: Okay, fantastic. All right, so we, we well obviously we have not just ran out of time. We went beyond our time, which is fantastic because when we're talking about consciousness, there is no such thing as time. <laughs>
2: uh, so,
0: so what I want to do. Vegas, have you come back and We're probably doing part two, part three, part four, part 189 sessions on consciousness, uh, because we can't get enough of it, and uh, there's always another layer, another level, all of the beautiful nuances uh, of spiritual enlightenment, uh, okay. and you, you do it so well, and so thank you for, for sharing your life and light. Uh, with me and, 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 uh, our audience and, uh, let's, let's have you come back as you're part of our network and, 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 and do some more of this because I think this is a conversation that really needs to, uh, be had and we're going to try to figure out even how to get questions from the people so that you can maybe ask, uh, answer some, some Oh, I love doing that. Yeah, love doing yeah. I think that. that'll be hot. That. Alright, my dear. Uh, thank you for being with me stick around with me in the uh, uh, digital uh, radio green room Uh, and we'll see you guys next time on the Philippe Matthews Show. Thanks
1: everyone